Well, let's check in with Greg Solier this morning and see what's going on around here. Greg, how are you this morning? Fine there, my friend. Happy New Year to you and one and all out there. Happy, uh, Happy New Year to you. 21 degrees out here this morning. It's going to warm up some before the winds <laughs> pick up again. Yeah. You've been doing quite a few predictions recently on 2020. Kind of tell us about what you've been up to with all this. Well, on the uh, last weekend editions of uh, This Week in Agribusiness, the year-end or year-beginning show, however you want to slice it and dice it, we took a look at the remainder of the winter season around here, a sneak peek into early spring, and uh, think we'll continue to monitor the impact and uh, the dislodging with time of some of this bitter cold air. They've had readings frequently down below 40 below up across parts of interior Alaska, the Northwest Territories on occasion. That's not all uh, that unusual. We don't think that will be bodily coming southward, but we'll likely be setting up shop at southern periphery into parts of the west and northern U.S. And, uh, and the usual uh, seasonal adjustments to temperatures, back and forth, seasonal norms above and below, but generally at or above, remaining to our south and east as we move deeper into January and February. So thinking is a little more in the way of more t- typical traditional uh, winter weather systems as opposed to this next one, for example, that once again comes through primarily in the form of a rain. I think we'll get to closer to closer to the rain snow line the second half released by mid but no later than mid-january uh, back into some colder than average weather and the likelihood that we'll continue to at least begin to add on to snow totals which thus far run a uh, pretty good deficit across the year of course had it back in halloween and a very cold uh, uh, thanksgiving but i think the middle to late parts of uh, the uh, winter time appear to be colder and uh, most likely snowier stormier if you will uh, over much of the heartland so that will include the corn belt the plains uh, the great lakes and the northern plains where they continue to get the wave after wave of, of accumulating snow is a couple of two to three feet back in the ground across the interior, or at least eastern sections of North Dakota and uh, parts of the Red River Valley and uh, parts of Minnesota and the far northern lakes region. So that is at least a look of uh, uh, the remainder of wintertime around here, which again will trend towards colder and more snowier and more back and forth on rain snow line and uh, winter weather busyness to contend with that takes us through the rest of January uh, into February and probably a good part of March. Uh, which then sets the stage as we see it now, probably for a uh, still pretty active, wet, cold, very beginning part of springtime. That will include the Deep South, uh, the Gulf Coast areas as they maybe ramp up towards the beginning part of March with uh, some spring and summer field work down there. Now, a couple of weeks ago as well, we were up at um, Chad Colby's uh, get-together uh, agexposed.com seminar and uh, provided the rest of uh, wintertime and actually a look at spring and summer, which I think we are still in line for, again, a pretty tough go of it again, the early springtime. Don't see any access to any early season field work. Planning delays, wetter than we like to see, late season cold uh, and late season snows as well. So we're going to kind of protract winter time into March, perhaps it'll be even the beginning part of April. Just because we have that doesn't necessarily mean we're going right back into what we had here for 2019. Just 2020 itself has got to be better than it was this past year. And it will with time. I think we move into a more typical, more normal mid-spring setup around here, both with regard to temperature and precip. And I made a point that, uh, for the folks that were there that, remember, mid-spring, normal mid-spring range, you know, to get into uh, late April, more likely the key corridor of planning and through May, 
You can come up with three quarters to a buck and a quarter, a buck and a half worth of rain, depending on your geography of rain. That's an average. That's normal per yeah. uh, for a week across the Corn Belt. Now, we get into that part, so we move into a more t- typical, t- normal, I should say, average as it ought to be amid spring around here with opportunities to get out there, maybe as starting off a bit delayed, get into late spring. We see a transition to warmer and drier and a little more positive uh, feeling that the later spring, late May, uh, mid to late May to June will be much better, obviously, than it was last year. And actually a little bit drier, a little bit warmer than average, which now kind of sets the stage as we took a couple of thoughts and questions about summertime. Uh, early line here, I mean, we're six months removed from it, but we sure. think we need to keep an eye on maybe some drier and more heat-related issues as we get into the summertime season, particularly mid to late summer uh, here across our part of the Corn Belt. So we go from cold and wet, almost, you would think, a repeat of 2019 to, hey, not bad, we're making progress, we're accelerating, hey, we're okay out there, it's warmer, drier, and then we start clamoring to figuring out how we're going to get some organized rains in here, whatever rains we come up with uh, late spring and summertime season. So that's well, kind of the brief summation. Yeah. We thought it was awful wet around here this spring, and we actually came out okay. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we're in, in here, parts of central Indiana. You get into the Ohio Valley, lower lakes region, the rest of the Buckeye State. Problems there up through Michigan. And remember now, there are folks that still... There's probably 15 to maybe 25% of uh, cornfields and soybean fields in the uppermost Midwest, parts of the Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, that have yet to be harvested. Yeah. So uh, those folks are still in a world of hurt. And despite kind of, you know, this back and forth uh, weather pattern, those folks have are locked down. There is just too much snow or too much wetness in the ground, as it is in some areas here, if you haven't been able to wrap up things uh, for any su- substantial late, late, late season field work out there. So, yeah, we, we were actually, all things considered, in relatively good order compared to the rest of the Corn Belt. I mean, we had some yields that came out pretty decent this year and everything else. It was really surprising how we ended up right around here. Yeah, I think parts of Ford and especially Iroquois counties took a couple of beatings pretty good rainfall-wise. I think from what I heard uh, that there were some disappointing fields up that way, disappointing numbers. But, you know, right here in our East Central Illinois corridor, the I-72 run and out towards western Indiana, we kind of were in between all the nonsense, especially north and some areas down to the south of us. So, um, you know, thank goodness for that around here. But the vast majority of everybody else, of course, that was historic in nature last year. The degree of flooding, recurring rains, severe weather, uh, on that year-end show, we, 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 you know, from the Dakotas to the to Missouri to the Mississippi Valley, back up across the Ohio into the Great Lakes region, that was certainly historic, and I, I would suspect billions of dollars in losses uh, last year. Well, what we had a lot of times, too, was you got rain, and then rain kind of feeds rain, as you say, and that's, that's what was going on. The storms kept turning around and coming yep. back. Yeah, there, there's something I think, uh, you know, we, we, we're not all uh, feet first into uh, the models. We take a look at them. We have our own proprietary stuff kind of passed along from the Finkel area, but guess what? It works. But, uh, yeah, there is a saying, and I think some of these some models just are in, in, in the smaller scale of some of these thunderstorms or complexes, these little atmospheric engines themselves, you don't really pick up on that. I think the modeling has got a ways to go on it. But there is a saying, uh, you know, wet grounds begin a wet weather pattern, and the reverse of that, dry grounds with the lack of an ability to put some of that moisture back in the atmosphere begets a drier weather pattern. So there's truth to what you said there. Just these things kind of recur and repeat and migrate 
where uh, things are already wet to begin with. Well, my friend Jody's out in northeastern Montana. He's real close to the Idaho border, and boy, they've got nothing but rain, snow, and everything else this winter. They've really yeah, it's been yeah. It goes from a uh, from a couple of feet of snow, and then you get the Chinook winds off the Rockies. You melt away the snow within a couple of days, at least diminish the snowpack. You add right back on to it. But the, those forks are going to be on the cusp of the southern extension of some of this cold over the past couple of weeks, and for the next 10 to 15 days. You know, interior parts of Alaska, the Northwest Territory, is even cold for those guys at 40, 45, maybe some spots approaching close to 50 degrees below zero. And that's obviously not going to be coming southward, but its southern periphery will. And uh, I think we'll have to keep an eye on how these little cold air wedges, uh, how far they do migrate and settle on in. But they will be the trip-off mechanisms to see, you know, kind of head us back into the more typical traditional um, uh, you know, winter weather pattern here across our mid, part of the Midwest. I think I was using terms like, you know, character building, I think, on the TV show. And it will, it will <laughs> yeah. still continue to be that. You know, I know we had a white to Halloween and a bitter cold Thanksgiving, but I think we're going to begin to balance the books here the way it ought to be around here for uh, wintertime in East Central Illinois. Well, we don't mind getting rain in the spring as long as we got time to get things in, and hopefully it's going to be a little more traditional this year. Yeah, I think the way it's going to go, people are going to think, oh, no, here we go again, you know. But it, but it will not be that way just because one happens doesn't necessarily the other in suit follows. And uh, we see, you know, kind of rough start, but a quick acceleration mid-springtime ought to be in good shape by and large over a fair amount, of, and maybe except for some of the worst areas of the upper Midwest. And I think it's one of these dry, eerie, drought-ish type years that we're going to have to keep an eye out for as we get to deeper into the summertime season. But obviously, six months away, we can figure that out as we get closer to it. But that's at least the early thoughts on summertime here in our part of the Midwest. Well, a lot of folks spent the better part of 2019 wishing for 2020, and it's here now, so we can... <laughs> We could kind of go with that. Yeah, that's right. If anything, it's a psychological victory yep. one day into the mission. That's right. Okay, Greg, we'll talk to you in about five minutes here. We'll take a look at this forecast. All right, bud, we'll see you then. Okay, thank you, sir.